0: Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. Well, we've been talking about unity the past couple of weeks. Um, the first, it took, it took two weeks to kind of lay the foundation of what unity, what is the power of unity, what is the tether. Can anybody tell me what that is again? Love. Love is the tether. Love is the power of unity. Without love, unity is incredibly fragile. Without love, unity is incredibly fragile. Without love, uh, offense can easily break unity. Without love, disagreement can easily break unity. But when we love each other more, when our love for each other is greater than our disagreement, then we can have unity together, that unity that is unbreakable, that is unshakable. So love is the foundation. Uh, This morning, I want to get into a few other things with unity. Now that we've laid kind of the foundation, I want to talk to you this morning. The the title of my message this morning is Unity, Different Frequencies, One Sound. Different Frequencies, One Sound. It's going to make more sense all here in just a minute. Uh, Let's go ahead, if you have your Bibles, open up to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. It's on page 812 in my Bible, if you're looking for it. It begins like this. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in what? Love, there's love again, that the strength of unity is love, bearing with one another in love and um, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bonds of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism and one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. One of the reasons, actually, there's a couple reasons Paul is stressing here the singularity of the gospel, the singularity of Christianity, and uh, one of the reasons he's doing that is because uh, he's talking to a crowd that is both Jews and Gentiles, and and as you know uh, that after that before Jesus, that 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 Christianity that. that following god was a jewish thing and that anybody non-jewish was an outsider but now that jesus has come and been on the cross the revelation that the gospel is not just for the jews alone but it is for the entire entirety of humanity and so he's speaking into this thing of there is one god of both the jews and the gentiles there's one baptism there's one uh, there's one way, and that is because he's speaking to a multi-crowd. The other reason why is because uh, many of the Jews, especially there in Ephesus, uh, believed in Greek mythology. And in Greek mythology, there was many gods. There was multiple gods. Uh, they, were, they, were, they would serve... Uh, multiple gods. There was a God for every single thing, of every uh, single gift. Uh, There was a God for the sun. There was a God for the water. There was a God for, you know, you can imagine it. There was a separate God. And so Paul is saying here that Christianity, that following Jesus, this gospel is singular. It is one. There's one God. There's one baptism. There's one father. And we are all under that one God. I love that there at the end too. I just, I have to throw this in. Uh, uh, Even though it it doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily where I'm going with my message this morning. But I love how it says that, that he is in all, or that he is, I'm sorry, let me read it here. That he is one God, the Father of all, and above all, and through all. I love that because in the Old Testament, he was all those things already. He was already above everyone. He worked through certain people, right? But now... He is in all, which uh, Colossians 1 tells us that is the mystery of the gospel, the mystery that has been held for ages and ages to come, that not only is God working through us, but he is actually in us, that we are joined as one. How many of you remember Perichoresis? We are one with the Father, that the Father is in me and I am in him, and we are in each other, and that we are one together, that we are united together, amen? The mystery that was held within all of the ages is that he is actually in all, amen? I love that. Listen, when we get revelation of that one of these days, we know it, right? We talk about it, but when it becomes real to us, that is an absolute game changer, all by itself, that he is in us, that we are in him, that we share that dance together uh, of perichoresis. Amen. Amen. It makes me want to preach on perichoresis again. If if I could preach one message my entire life, it would probably be that message right there. And I would preach out of John 17 for the rest of my life if I could do that. So you're going to get a lot of John 17. I'm just saying. So he is through all and in all. Let's jump now to verse 11. Verse 11 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, and some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. There's the fivefold. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Don't you love the Bible? That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. And here's where I'm waiting to get to right here. Verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love, which every joint supplies. Let's get a little nerdy this morning. You ready to get a little nerdy? All right. Let's break down some of these words in the original languages. It says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together, which every joint supplies. That first word, joined there is the word sumamologeo. I, I nailed it, guys, right there. <laughs> but sum, let me, let me say it slower. I tried it hard. I tried it fast. I practiced. I really did. And I just, it's a long one. Soon, Sunamologeo or something like that. That's not what's important. Here's what's important. Here's what it means. To be joined together, to be fitted together. Another place that the Bible uses this word, there's only one other place, is where it talks about how th- the, he built his, his church as is, is like a house being fitted together, being joined together, and he is the chief cornerstone. So it's, it's the coming together. There's another Greek word um, that, is used very, that is used often throughout the Bible for the word joined. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I mess up so badly on the first one. But it's, it, the word is actually the word glued. It means gl- being glued together, being fastened together. It's the same word. It's the word that's used when, when it says that a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined together with his wife. That a man and a woman become one, right? So this word joined is the word coming together, becoming one. It's being fitted together from, from whom the whole body being joined. But then it goes on. Paul wants to get this point across so much that he doesn't just use the word joined. He also says knit together. So we're joined together. We're glued together. We're put together. And we're knit together. The word knit is sumbidezo. Sumid, it means to unite or guess. Guess what else it means. To knit together. Man, I wonder how they came up with that word, right? Knit together. So being fat, do we have any knitters in the room this morning? I know we got one. I have no idea how to do that, but I assume that, it, I mean, you get the picture. You, you put together, you weave together. It's the picture of being, being made, being, being an individual part and being put together and woven together, right? So you're joined, you're glued, and we're knit together by what every joint supplies. That word joint there is the word hafe. That was an easy one. Hafe. And it, it, it is actually the word that literally means a ligament, a ligament. With, with it, it's like a ligament within the physical body. It's, a flex, it's flexible and allows the body to operate in its intended manner, right? So the ligaments are what holds the bones together. Can you imagine what would happen if you didn't have ligaments? You'd, you'd probably be, you know, a sack of potatoes, right? Without ligaments uh your the body just doesn't hold together so the ligaments are what joins the body together and the ligaments are flexible they can move they can bend they can do things uh to allow the body to have function right so again from whom the whole body joined and knit together by which every joint supplies so the joint the ligament every ligament is doing what it's intended to do in the body and it's, the word supplies there is the word is, is another Greek word. You can look it up yourself. Uh, it means to both give and to receive nourishment. So it's not just operating in one way. It both gives and receives nourishment. And the other interesting thing about this word is it's in what's called the present continuous tense, which means that it is ongoing. That it is constantly supplying. That there is no end to it. It is constantly being fed. It is constantly being given. So so let's put all of this together. So it's basically what it's saying is this. When we are fitted and knit together as ligaments in a body. And every part does its share to give and to receive. uh, And does what it was made to do. Then it causes growth in the body. And causes the body to be to edify itself in love. All right. So all of that to say, say uh, when everybody is doing their part, when we are knitted together, when we are weaved together, when we are glued together, and every part carries its weight, every part does its shares and supplies. What happens is, is the entire body is strengthened. The entire body begins to grow and edify itself in, of course, love, right? The strength of unity is love. So in a nutshell, what is this saying? What this is saying is is we cannot do this thing without you. That we actually need each other. And actually God designed us in a way where we can't do it without each other. That he purposefully built in this system to where you cannot live this Christian life on your own. And as a body of believers to be effective in the kingdom, no one man can impact the entire world on his own. That we actually need each other. We need your joint to supply. We need your ligament to be attached in the body and supply and go on supplying, receive nourishment and also give nourishment. We absolutely need one another. Amen. We need each other. We absolutely need each other. What, it, what and again, what it, what does this look like? We have to understand that that um the body has different functions and different ways of working, right? So so here let, let me just read this real quick. every joint supplies, every part does its share, and every person carries some weight. We need the supply of who you are. And, and listen, I, I wrote this in because a lot of times when you say that as a Christian, when you, or say that as, as a church member, what we mean is, is we need you to stack chairs, right? We need you to be a greeter. Or we need you to do this. And listen, we do need that. In order for the church to operate and to function We do need you to carry some weight in that aspect, right? That needs to happen. But I'm not even just talking about what you do. I'm talking about the person of who you are. We need your character. We need your personality. We need your giftings. We need what you are called to do. We need your identity of who you are. We don't just need what you do, although that is a part of it. We all need to carry weight. We all need to participate and help and to make this whole thing run and this whole ship float, right? But more than that, what we need you to do, we need who you are. And I think a lot of times we feel insignificant, right? Like I'm not... I'm not good at speaking. I can't get on the stage and preach the gospel. So the church doesn't need me. That couldn't be further from the truth. Or maybe I'm not a good Sunday school teacher. Maybe I'm not good at whatever. And you feel insignificant and you feel unneeded. So what happens is, is you come to the church every Sunday morning and you sit and you listen to the message and you go home and you never add the life that is in you to the body because you feel insignificant but i want to tell you this morning you are not insignificant we need what is inside of you we need what is inside of you your giftings your talents your character your personality your identity your calling your gifts we need all of that no matter how you or no matter how big or how small that may look on the outside the body needs it because every joint supplies And when the whole body works together, the whole body is built up and grows. Amen? And and that's, understanding this is how we understand, let me just say it this way. Do you know why church leaders, what the most, uh, or the, the greatest reason for church leaders leaving the ministry is? Burnout. Right? Pastors are leaving the church. Church leaders are leaving the church. The number one reason is burnout. And the reason is, is because, because what ends up happening is the, is the church leader has to preach every Sunday morning, come with a word. They have to be the counselor. They have to be the events manager and planner. They have to be... Uh, so in some places, they have to be the—they have to clean the toilets. They have to do all of these—all of these things. And they have to be the evangelist, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher. They have to be the whole fivefold in one, right? And so, what happens is, is when when all of that weight is on one person's shoulders, they burn out, right? The body can't take it anymore. And so, it's important that every joint supplies. There is giftings that you have that I don't have. For instance, Sam Bowman, right? I, I personally, now I, I, I would absolutely, if anybody asked me to sit down with you and counsel you and to talk with you, I would, I would do that every single day and I would love to do that and I'll do my very best to walk with you through every situation. But my gifting, my gifted area is not in counseling. But Sam Bowman, his gifting is in counseling. And because now his ligament, his joint is supplying to the body, the body is now stronger because we are relying on the gift that is inside of him. And it's the same way throughout the, throughout the whole body. What gift is inside of you? Where are you strong that I am weak, that if, I, that if we can lay down our own pride and our own our own uh, uh, whatever, and come together and work together as a body, how much stronger will we be when we're able to do that, when we come together, where every joint supplies? Amen? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 now. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse, we're going to start here in verse 12. It says for as the body is one and has many members but all the members of the one body being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks whether slaves or free we have all been made to drink into one spirit for the fact for in fact the body is not one member but many if the foot should say because i am not a hand I am not of the body. It is therefore not is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members each one of them in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, Or if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. Many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And on the unpresentable parts, yes, your Bible says that, we have greater modesty. Praise the Lord, amen. But our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body to have given greater honor to the parts which lacks it. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, I love this part. If one member suffers... All the members suffer with it, or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually, and God has appointed these in the churches: first apostles, apostle, apostles; second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts, and healings, and helps, and administrations, and varieties—or varieties, varieties—is that a word? Varieties, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts? And yet, I will show you a more excellent way. And isn't it surprising, the very next verse is what we call the love chapter, right? The love chapter. We are one member, but... We are, we are different parts, but one member, right? We are different members, but one body. Um, if I were to play my guitar here, and if I play this top string, it emits a certain frequency, right? It doesn't, however, emit the same frequency as this string. So we got one instrument, but different frequencies. It's one instrument, but different frequencies. Um, if, I, if I play one, one string all by itself, over and over again, eventually it gets tiring, right? Nobody wants to listen to that. Ask my mom and dad as I was learning how to play guitar if they would like to hear the same frequency over and over and over again. After a while, it wears you down. But when you add all of the frequencies together, it makes this beautiful, melodic sound. It's different frequencies, but one sound, right? Different frequencies, one sound. It's different strings, but one instrument. So what does that look like? We, we, we may be different. We may have different frequencies. We may carry different frequencies. But when those frequencies come together, it makes one sound, one beautiful powerful sound. Amen. So what is what does this look like? It may look like this. It looks like Doug being called to the homeless ministry and Cameron being called to teenagers and to minister to the youth. They have different frequencies, but they're part of the same body working together in unity. Right? It looks like it looks like the fivefold. Right, that that each of the fivefold have different gifts and different responsibilities, but they're all part of the same hand. Right, they have different functions, but when they come together and work, then the whole body is lifted up and is edified, and that and the saints uh, are are able to learn the ministry. Right, are able to do the works of the ministry. It may look like different frequencies, one sound. It may look like you enjoy. And your frequency resonates with the Gaither vocal band. Yeah, there we go. Carly, where you at? I heard it. Yeah. But someone else's frequency resonates with Maverick City worship. Can I get a hallelujah for that one? Amen. (laughs) But it's one body, it's one message. And here's the key: we have to learn to honor the frequency. In someone else. We have to learn. To not be mad. That they don't resonate. With the same frequency. That we resonate with. That we have to learn. To honor the gifts. And the callings. On someone else's life. And not be mad. That it's not the same as mine. Amen. See. Doug like I said. I, I'll use this example. Doug is absolutely called to what he does there in Elwood, to, to the, to the homeless people, to those who are less fortunate. And he does that incredibly well. And again, Cameron is called to youth and we can't expect Cameron to be able to go into Harmony house and have the same effect that Doug does. And we can't expect Doug to come into the youth room and have the same effect on the youth that Cameron does, we have to learn that it's okay that we have different frequencies. Because it's in the beauty of the unique expressions that we have that creates this one body, this one sound that resonates together and begins to function together. And through that resonating together, though they are different frequencies, when they resonate together, they build up, the whole body is able to grow and to create this beautiful sound that resonates and that that makes an impact on the entire world, amen? One of us may be, more of a hand kind of person. And one of us may be more of a foot kind of person, right? The hand can't walk. The foot can walk, so we need the foot to operate like a foot does, right? The foot can't grab things. It doesn't have opposable thumbs, right? So it can't, it can't grab things. So the foot needs the hand to be able to reach out and grab things. But we can't be upset. We have, to, we have to learn to honor the different functions and expressions of the body. And until we can learn to honor each other in love and not be upset that we don't all share the same frequency, we will never walk in unity and the body will never grow. But when we're able to honor the differences, the uniqueness in each and every person and able to draw from their ligaments and their giftings, and we honor that in each other, instead of being upset that it doesn't, we don't share the same frequency, when we learn to honor each other, the whole body then is able to grow and is nourished. Amen? Amen. Different frequencies, one sound. Different frequencies, but one sound. I'm going to read a scripture here out of Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8. And it's going to seem a little strange at first when I read it, but just hang with me. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8 says this. says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. Now turn with me to John chapter 17. There it is. I told you. 14, 15, 16, or 17 may be in every sermon I preach. John chapter 17. We actually read this one last week. We're starting verse 20. It says, and I ask not only for those disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. I pray for them to all be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. And here it is. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. Now, wait a second. In Isaiah chapter 42, it says that he does not share his glory with another. But then you look in John chapter 17, and and Jesus says that I give them, I share with them my glory, right? It says, let me read it again. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them so that they may be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. So which is it? Does he not share his glory or does he share his glory? Does the Bible contradict itself here? Is is there contradiction in the writings here? Does he share his glory or does he not? I would I would argue to say that they do not contradict, that rather it's in what it says in Isaiah chapter 42 that he does not share his glory with another, then it must mean we are no longer another. Did you catch that? He doesn't share his glory with another. So if he shares his glory with us, then that must mean We are no longer another, but we are now joined with him as one. And then it says that that glory that he shares with us, we all share that glory in common. And the unity that the Father and the Son share with one another, now we all share that with one another together. That we share it with him, he shares it with us, and we share it with another. Which means that the very glory of the Father resonates in every single One of us. That you have the glory of God on the inside of you right now. You share in his glory. And I share in his glory. And when we can get past our differences and honor the fact that we share the same glory on the inside of us. Then we can come together and be united as one. We can be united together. We are no longer another. He doesn't share his glory with someone else. In fact, the Old Testament says he doesn't share his glory. That that word another in the Old Testament is actually the word for another God. He's talking about other gods. He doesn't share his glory. But now it says that he shares his glory with us because we have been united in him and he in us, but also we are all united together. Amen. We have different frequencies, but we all share the same glory. We are different, but we are one in that we all share the same glory. Amen? Different frequencies, but we share the same glory. We are one body in which every joint supplies. And as we begin to bring our unique frequencies together, it says that the world will know that he is the Christ. It's there in John chapter 17. It says, I pray for them to all be one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me, that when we begin to bring our frequencies together, it says that then the world will recognize and know that he is the Christ. Amen. We need each other. Church, we need each other. And not, not just, I'm going to close here. Now I'm just going to ramble for a minute. But uh, not just need each other within this building, but we need the Baptist church down the street. We need the fringe church down the road. We need the Pentecostal church down the road. We may have different frequencies. We may have. Uh, we may even see some some aspects of Scripture differently. But the very glory that is in us is also in them. The very glory that is in us is also in them. And we need that because we share that commonality with one another. It's not just that we need to unite together in this room. But we need to unite together as the body, the church. And when that happens, we grow and we are edified in love. We have to become so secure in that love for one another, that when we have differences of opinion, once I've said it a dozen times, that our love for each other is greater than our disagreement, that our love for each other is greater than our disagreement. We need you, church. We need you, church. Let me just pray. Jesus, God, I thank you, Father, that you have rigged the game. God, you have set this entire thing up on purpose that we cannot do this thing on our own. Father, that we need each other. God, that how can the hand say to the foot that I have no need of you? Father, how, how, can the, how can the eye see or how can the eye hear if it doesn't have an ear? Father, that we need each other for the whole body to be grown and edified in love. God, I just pray, God, that you would help us to break down any walls of separation, Father. God, that anything that separates us, God, that you would just destroy those walls so that we can come together in unity and love. Father, help us, teach us how to honor one another, how to honor the differences, the different frequencies in one another. God, help us to not be upset when somebody has a different frequency than us. Lord, help us to appreciate the fact that we have different sounds, that we have different functions, that we have different ideas and opinions. God, and that when all of those things can come together in love, that it creates this beautiful sound. Father, even more than that, it creates the body of Christ. God, that all of these functions, all of these parts, all of these frequencies all come under the one head of Jesus Christ. God, help us to walk in unity with one another where every joint supplies, where every ligament gives nourishment and receives nourishment. God, we pray this in your holy name. Amen.